BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Hi guys, it's Hillary here. Just a quick note, this series does deal with a lot of tough subject matter that may be difficult for some listeners. So please keep this in mind when and where you choose to listen to these episodes. Sitting in his car, Lee Denny recounts the meeting he just had. With his heart racing, he reverses out of the parking lot and speeds away from the Harnett County District Attorney's office. Nervously glancing from his rearview mirror back to the road, he wonders if he'll ever be welcomed back in Harnett County again. Last episode, we met Lee Denny, the private investigator and firearms expert. Lee, after spending hours going through all the evidence, including crime scene photos, analyzing the bullet trajectories, and meeting with the medical examiner, comes to the conclusion that the killing of Christian Griggs was not done as an act of self-defense. On this episode, we'll explore what's next for Tony and Dolly Griggs. Because despite these findings, the Harnett County District Attorney still refuses to bring criminal charges against Pat Chisenhall. I'm Hillary Burton Morgan, and this is True Crime Story, It Couldn't Happen Here. Hey, you guys, it's Hillary Burton Morgan here, and we have another episode for you with my teammates, Dan Flaherty, Poe Cutchins, and Andrew Dunn. So, you know, last week we spent a lot of time with Lee Denny, and he's the private investigator the Griggs hired. And at the end of the episode, Lee tells us that it is improbable that Christian would have been shot inside, like the Chisholm Hall said, nor, in his opinion, would this type of shooting be covered under the Castle Doctrine. And so we have talked at length about the Castle Doctrine, but I think Lee spells it out really clearly in how it relates to this case. In North Carolina, self-defense in your home, the way the law reads, if you're the legal occupant of the residence and someone is trying to force their way in 
force, use forcible entry, and they don't have a legal right to come in, you're allowed to stop them with deadly force, which means you can shoot them if they're coming through the door or through the window. You're allowed to use deadly force, and you do not need to know what their intent was, nor do they have to be armed with any kind of weapon. So that is the, the gist of the home self-defense, but it takes those two things, illegal and forcible entry. Now how does this law and the limits of this law apply to Christian Greeks? It would not be a justifiable self-defense shooting with Mr. Griggs being outside and Mr. Chisenhall shooting him from outside in the back. So by those shots, which seem by the evidence to have been taken outside, means, and it was Christian no longer trying to break in even if he ever was, Pat Chisenhall had no right to shoot him. He had no right to shoot him by stepping outside of his house and shooting him in the back. He did have the right to shoot him while Mr. Chisenhall was in the house if Christian Griggs was forcing his way in. But if, that, if he was doing that, if he was and he stopped and turned and was starting to leave, it was done. It ended. If he never was forcing his way in and Mr. Chisenhall went outside and shot him, he, he lost that, that right by going outside into the fight. So we learned from Lee that he doesn't think the Castle Doctrine is applicable in the case of Christian Griggs. So he tries to have a meeting with the district attorney to re-review the case with all of this new information, but it does not go exactly as planned. During the meeting, we brought up my meeting with the medical examiner. We also looked at what they were providing us, which showed the lack of evidence to show this was a self-defense shooting. And it got to the point where the district attorney asked me if I was accusing them of a conspiracy. And at that point, I told the district attorney that I was really just asking them to reevaluate their case. So, yes, the, the meeting did become somewhat hostile. Mr. Stewart's actions were, to me, extreme. I had, I've met with a lot of district attorneys. I've had other shooting cases and murder cases where the DA has either dismissed or done something based on what I have found. And in this case, it, it was Mr. Stewart was slamming the door on us, and he wasn't going to reevaluate anything. We talk about this all the time, you know, the importance of DAs and law enforcement being willing to reevaluate their work and for the community to continue to put pressure on them to do so. And there are a number of citizen groups that are raising red flags about law enforcement in Harnett County. And while we focus on the Christian Griggs case, there are Facebook groups that didn't know we were digging into this. And once our episode aired, all of a sudden I'm getting friend requests. I'm getting, you know, chats from people with link after link after link after link. And so this notion that there's corruption in Harnett County is something that 
it is prevalent on the internet. You know, there's been at least one multi-million dollar lawsuit with multiple plaintiffs that has been settled in Harnett County because of police misconduct. And so when this very tense meeting ended, Lee was anxious to get the hell out of Harnett County. When we left, I was a little concerned about my getting out of Harnett County and knowing of all these other things that had been going on with certain people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a traffic stop that turns there. into... Yeah, yeah, a traffic stop bigger. or something like that to where you're set up and all of a sudden there's drugs found in your car or something like that. Because, I mean, all this stuff that had been building up down there for a, a while anyway. Uh-huh. And I was a little concerned when I left. I was glad when I was out of Harnett County. I can't believe that the law and order man, Lee Denny, is afraid to drive away of his own free will and that he might be arrested falsely or accused of something falsely by law enforcement in Harnett County. You know, it's kind of crazy to think that that guy is afraid. Well, he knows. I mean, when you're stopped on the road by law enforcement, you don't have a whole lot of options, you know? I mean, they're the ones in charge. You're vulnerable. You're vulnerable. I mean, and it's... But he's suggesting he would be targeted. Right. Well, the point being that he's showing that he is facing in that meeting a wall that seems very unreasonable to him. And it's against the evidence that he's laying out. And the meeting is so tense and they sort of slam the door in his face at the end of the meeting. Like, this is over. Like, that's not a thing that Lee Denny usually encounters, clearly. It's not an unfounded fear. You know, if you guys just Google Harnett County police corruption, a whole slew of stuff comes up. There was an incident in 2014, right around the time the Griggs family was dealing with law enforcement, where a couple says they were targeted by law enforcement and there was excessive use of force used when they got pulled over. And after they made a complaint, they alleged that law enforcement just kind of stalked them outside of their house. And they've set up a whole website about that. And then in 2021, there's a $6 million settlement and an excessive force case against Harnett County Sheriff's Office. So there is a track record, you know. The Griggs family, Lee Denny, they are not unfounded in this discomfort with dealing with Harnett County officials and the Sheriff's Department. And he's referencing, like what Hillary was saying, that there have been documented cases and accusations from the sheriff's department for excessive use of force. So he's saying there is a history here. But let's just go back. What we're dealing with here is the county seemingly defying their own ME report and refusing to engage meaningfully in a conversation with somebody who is an expert who is bringing up issues with the theory that they've accepted of justifiable self-defense homicide. And it's not excessive force. He's talking about being targeted, but I just don't want to get... No, but I think that there's a sense of don't tell us how to do our job. That chip on the shoulder of don't tell us how to do our job. I mean, this takes zero effort to Google this. In 2016, you know, not long after Christian's death, the NAACP went after the Harnett County Sheriff's Office saying that they targeted poor rural residents and they specifically asked for the U.S. Department of Justice to come do an investigation. And so this isn't the Griggs family driving this train. These are lots of people from lots of different parts of the area coming from lots of different angles saying this is a compromised department 
and they are not willing to self-reflect. And Lee Denny is asking them to do that. He's asking them to take another look and they take offense to it and they dismiss him. Well, when you live near rural counties, there's always that county out there where you say, well, you gotta watch out for that sheriff. Don't do anything in so-and-so county, otherwise they'll get you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. So law enforcement, even with Lee Denny pushing back, even with the medical examiner pushing back and the Griggs family pushing back, make up their mind, this is going nowhere. We've got a clip from Dolly Griggs that tells us that. So I realized that um, Harney County Sheriff's Department and the DA wasn't going to do anything. So I had two choices to make. I had a choice to sit back and accept it, or I had a choice to fight. And I, well, what I saw that day on that scene There's no way I can sit back and just allow that for them to put this on my son. So I decided to fight. The first people that I reached out to was the color change. They helped me with some petitions. And then I started sending emails out to people in the Southern Coalition of Justice. Uh, Jeremy Collins, he works with the governor office now, I think. He reached out to me, who reached out to Robbie and some other attorneys at that time. And they came down to our home. And they listened to our stories. They saw all the stuff that we had. So, But they looked at our son case, and they said, for the justice in it, he took it. And Robbie um, and Joan Davis, and I'm so grateful for this day because they looked beyond money, but they looked at the justice in it. That's Robbie Jessup she's talking about, the attorney that we discussed earlier. Yeah, I mean, you could see talking to, to Dolly, their frustration with the local law enforcement and the local DA with it. And 
like your question before, like, how do you know what to do or who do you reach out to? And they just figured it out. They made some phone calls and they said, who can help us? Who can help us here? And they ended up with Robbie Jessup, who did fight for them. For all the right reasons. For all the right reasons, for the justice in it. When I saw the inconsistencies with the narrative that had been told and the physical evidence, I had immediately decided this was a situation where I wanted to get involved and I wanted to help. This was about a fight for justice. This was not about a money-making opportunity. This was a chance to help a family that I believed were salt of the earth, great folks, served our country, and needed help. So Robbie agrees to help the Griggs and their case, and they decide to file a civil lawsuit against Pat Chisenhall. And so just for the people at home who don't know, what is the difference between a criminal trial and a civil trial? In a criminal trial, the state is suing an individual for breaking the law. We're talking about murder cases, so for killing someone. And the state is lobbying that against the individual. In a civil trial, it is not the state. It is one of the injured parties, i.e., say, the family of the murdered person suing who they say did murder the person. They're trying to get these people charged criminally. So civil court can often be a resort, sometimes a last resort, to try to get law enforcement to take it seriously in the criminal justice system. And so let's talk about the civil case. Who is suing whom and what for? In this particular case, Christian Griggs's parents, Tony and Dolly, are suing Pat Chisenhall for the wrongful death of Christian Griggs. So he's not on trial for murder, Pat Chisenhall. He is being sued for responsibility in the death of Christian Griggs. We can't, we, we can't even call it a murder in the no. civil trial, can we? No. no. Then that would be a crime, and that would be up to the state to actually bring action against Pat Chisenhall. So Pat Chisenhall, if he is found guilty in this civil trial, is there a risk that he can go to jail? The person doesn't go to jail. There's no jail sentence that's part of it. They are being sued for liability and to find a verdict of guilty or not in the case. The Griggs family, what do you think is the more important outcome here? That they get a monetary compensation for their son's death or that it forces the hand of law enforcement, hopefully, to reopen a criminal investigation? They've been pretty clear about that from the beginning. Their reasoning for initiating this civil suit against Pat Chisinau was not at all about the money. And Jessup tells us that too. If the local district attorney isn't going to bring charges against Mr. Chisenhall, the criminal system is stuck. There's nothing else that's going to happen there. So the only recourse we were left with was to file a civil suit to seek to hold Mr. Chisenhall accountable in civil court and to bring the truth to light there. This whole thing cost them money. They were hiring lawyers. They're hiring investigators. They're spending money to get the evidence in this case. And if Pat Chisenhall is found responsible for Christian's death and the court awards a monetary fine, the Griggs aren't going to get that money back, even if they win this case, because any monetary award would go to Christian's estate, which would go directly to his daughter. The Griggs are not seeing a dime. I think what they're fighting for in a huge way is Christian's legacy. 
I think that Christian is being left as this crazed killer that had to be put down. I think that they have a great deal of fear that that's how he will go into history and that they would like to restore his legacy of who he was. And not just for him and them, but for his daughter. Because at this moment, they have no contact with Jaden. Jaden is raised with the family that says he was a crazed would-be killer that they put down. I think that they want his true self to be presented to his own daughter. That's a great point. In the Griggs' estimation, their son has been defamed, and they're the only people who are fighting for his reputation, which will affect how their granddaughter feels about herself growing up. You feel very differently about yourself when you know that your parent is violent or you come from a, I'm just speaking from personal experience, you feel different when you know you come from something that might be more complicated than what your friends come from. It changes how you grow up in school because... And how you feel about yourself. Yeah. When you're living in a small town, everybody knows each other's business. She's not living in a bubble. And so for this child to grow up and have information that her father was not, in fact, a violent offender, as he's being accused of in the local media right away or by, you know... The lack of action by law enforcement. Yeah. It's an important move. I mean, there's two points to that, which is like when she grows up, is the story going to be my daddy was acting bad and trying to kill my mother, trying to kill my mother and got himself killed justifiably? Or did my granddad kill my father? Big difference. Oh, I hate it for her either way. It's a lose lose. But for her to think of her father as this monster rather than as a person who loved her and who was shining and golden in so many ways to so many people, that's tragic. Yeah, and that is why the Griggs family has been so careful about bad-mouthing anyone. They really stick to this happened, this happened, this happened, the facts of the case, and they almost make a point of removing their own thoughts and feelings away from it so that it really is just The facts, ma'am. Yeah, it's just the facts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com So as we were discussing earlier, the Griggs have to spend a lot of their own money to get access to any evidence in this case. And so why wouldn't the Griggs just have immediate access to everything? If there's not a criminal court, they don't get discovery, which is the whole body of the investigation documentation. They don't get that. And that's what they want, because that's how they can look in and see what the different pieces of evidence are and see if there's a different way to interpret them than the police have. So now they finally have access. Before the civil charges were filed, the Griggs and those working on their behalf, including Lee Denny, were really limited in what they can get. But now the attorneys are able to subpoena, they're able to have depositions, they're able to talk to witnesses, and it allowed them more access. And their hopes were, again, to once all this evidence came forward, it came to light, that then law enforcement and the DA would take that information and say, okay, People are watching now. They're paying attention now. If there's a civil case happening, there is something for the local media to report on. Families just filing complaints, that's not going to get reported on. But people having to show up day after day to a courtroom and a judge and a jury pool, all of that is spectacle that can be reported on in the community. And hopefully that is how a family like the Griggs raises support. I think we can all agree that in this day and age, it is super easy to see like a breaking news headline or a news brief and take that initial headline as the gospel. You know, that's the be all end all truth. But then as more news and more information comes out afterwards, it feels like that initial breaking news story is all anyone remembers. You know, no one knows the updates. No one sees the story on page four a week or a month or even a year later. It's that initial rush to judgment that everyone remembers. And so in this case, what everyone remembers right off the bat is that it was self-defense. You know, that's the kind of narrative the community accepts. And that's what the Griggs are up against for years. But then WRAL, which is the local news station in North Carolina, they do something that's kind of surprising here. They release a five-episode investigative story surrounding Christian's death. But it wasn't just about Christian's death. They're also tying it into larger context. The title of their series is Presumption of Fear. They're tying it directly into the effects of the Castle Doctrine Law. The documentary series highlights the debate around the Castle Doctrine by reminding viewers that Chisholm stated he fired the gun when Christian Griggs came through the window. But this time, instead of stopping there, WRAL shared some of the findings that the Griggs team uncovered. Right, like from Michael Knox, who is a forensic consultant who worked with the Griggs. You know, he further questions this Chisholm Hall narrative because he couldn't find any bullet holes through the window and nothing through the blinds and the screen, as well as the shots to the back, stomach, and shoulder. It's interesting that WRAL was the first to put out these reports of self-defense. 
And I can't help but wonder if the public really knew these details that Michael Knox focused on, would there be public outrage? You know, what's also interesting is that years later, WRAL decides to reopen this case and look further. And then they're the ones that really start to question the narrative that they originally put out. That's right. One hand, it's like, okay, this is an incident that happened locally. Somebody comes and does a quick report and it's done. But later on, two reporters with WRAL, Tyler Dukes and Mandy Mitchell, come in and do a full investigative report and they really dig in. So yeah, I want to talk about Tyler. Um, Dan, you sat down with him. Tell us who he is. Tyler Dukes is an investigative reporter. He's a journalist who was working for WRAL at the time of Christian's death. And he didn't cover the actual shooting death. WRAL did, but it wasn't him directly covering that. Yeah, his colleagues were there first day, but he came in later. Yeah, but then as this case unfolded and as the Griggs family filed a wrongful death suit against Pat Chisenhall, he dug in and started working with other journalists to tell this story leading up to the civil case. And it feels like the angle that Tyler Dukes and the WRAL team took in their reporting was in total contrast to those initial reports. You know, they're kind of doing exactly what the Griggs hoped the county would do, which is take another look and not just accept what the initial story was. How did Tyler arrive at this different perspective? Well, once, I mean, he admits it. He's like, I got involved in this case and started looking at the documentation, started interviewing people. He spoke to the Griggs. He spoke to everybody involved in this as he could. And he started getting a picture of a much more complicated story than what WRAL initially reported the day after Christian's death. Which had been a man kills in self-defense. Like, that's just what they said. And that was that. And that's how it was. And there wasn't a huge amount of reporting. And in this case, it's like everybody's very lucky that a very bright and hardworking journalist really dug his teeth into this because a lot wouldn't be known if he hadn't. Tyler is really passionate about this kind of journalism and telling these stories. And you can hear it in his voice. I think what really stood out to me about this case, not just that we didn't have all the answers. That's pretty typical of crimes and crime stories. There's just a lot of things we're never going to know. But it was the combination of those unanswered questions with some bigger questions that dealt with, you know, why this person was never charged, what it takes to be charged with killing somebody on your front porch. And underneath the surface of this was the civil case that was going to come to trial. And the specific question here was, was Pat Chisenhall responsible for the wrongful death of Christian Griggs? And I think answering that in a civil trial, when there was never a criminal charge present, I think was it was really compelling to me. And I think also raised... Um, a a couple of, frankly, very important questions about, you know, how families seek justice in North Carolina. Dan, how important is the work that local news does in these cases? I mean, the fact that WRAL did this pretty large investigation into this story certainly helped us. I mean, I mean, it made it possible. Yeah. I mean, we were able to read the work that they had done. And it was the first thing you guys sent to me to just consider the case. Like, take a look at this. Is this something that we want to pursue? Exactly. And then we spoke to Tyler and we spoke to Mandy. And then, you know, so we certainly understood what they went through to report this story. They are committed 
journalists. And yes. It's hard to put the word journalist and advocate into the same sentence. They're kind of not supposed to no, be. No, they're not advocates. They were not they're advocates. Not. You don't use the same word because they're not. They are journalists that are actually really digging and doing a story that they see as warrants attention. They're That's ad- all they are. Jur- journalism is you- advocacy for the truth and the facts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, for sure. But they were very careful in the reporting that it was journalistic and accurate and factual. I mean, this is a really good example of how small town journalism can expand beyond just their community. You know, because of this reporting that WRAL did, we took notice, you know? And then our hope is that through our TV show and this podcast, more and more people will do the same. I would go so far as to say that even just the announcement of a civil case is a bit of a turning point in this narrative, you know? It's like the first time anyone's listening to the Griggs. It is the turning point. If you don't have access to a thorough investigation, if there's no charges brought and, you know, if you're not able to shine a light on it and have a story to tell with proof. So the trial coming to a civil trial, the local news starting to be able to cover it because there's something to cover that they can get their teeth into. And then us being able to come in and dissect it is only kind of possible because we have that meat doing it on your own without it you know, you can write a piece up on it, but to get that word out is so difficult without the pieces that are forced by jurisprudence, by the courts. The Griggs family is lighting lanterns, right? I mean, bad things happen in darkness when no one's looking and no one can see the full picture. And so they see that there's something wrong. Lee Denny becomes a lantern for them. Robbie Jessup, the lawyer's involvement, that becomes a lantern. The investigative piece by WRAL, that becomes another lantern. Now, by the time the civil trial begins in December of 2018, there's an opportunity for all of the facts of the case to be illuminated. And so the civil trial is where we're heading in our next episode. That's it for this week's episode of True Crime Story. It couldn't happen here. But be sure to join us next week as we dive deeper into the Christian Griggs case. How long is the jury out before they come back? 93 minutes. 93 minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Join us next week as we continue to roll up our sleeves and dig in. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't watched Sundance TV's True Crime Story, It Couldn't Happen Here, you can catch all of our episodes streaming on AMC+. For more information about this and other cases we've covered, follow at Stories on Instagram. True Crime Story, It Couldn't Happen Here was produced by Mischief Farm in association with Bungalow Media and Entertainment, Authentic Management Productions, and Figdonia in partnership with Sundance TV. Executive producers are me, Hillary Burton-Morgan, Liz DeCessory, Robert Friedman, Mike Powers, and Meg Mortimer. Producers are Maggie Robinson-Katz and Libby Siegel. Our audio engineer is Brendan Dalton with original music by Philip Ridiotis. We want to say a special thank you to everyone who participated, but especially the families impacted by our cases.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.